0: Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano, airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 105.3 and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since day one. And that was about four years ago. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so very much. Also, big thank you to Justin Snicker, aka Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon. For his contribution of his time, his voice, and his music for the intro that you just heard, he is an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite music streaming platforms. So huge thank you to him. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind all of the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre and does amazing commission pieces. So thank you, Steve McGinnis. And tonight, we welcome the return of Dan and Teresa Duke, the great-grandchildren of Jesse James. And they're going to be discussing the new book or one of their books, they have several, Jesse James and the Lost Templar Treasure. A little bit near and dear, you know, uh, to my heart for anybody who knows me, (laughs) both Amelia and I are very partial um, to, you know, these sort of shows. And uh, a whole lot of information coming out, and we're just waiting for both of our guests to pop in. But um, in order to connect up, guys, this is how it's going to work. This is going to work. We have to come into one of the seven chat rooms. So please remember, it's like a super highway, as I always say. It looks like you're coming from seven lanes down into one lane. Therefore, we will get to everyone as we can. It really depends um, on the pace that our guests are going. We can't jump ahead, go back, anything like that. Roku does not have a chat room. So for those of you guys who are in Roku or following along on the FM band or on the audio uh, streams from different sites, um, we will do our very best to make sure that you get um, the full experience, as we say. So we've got Daniel popping in and Teresa, device not connected. Hello, Dan, how are you?
2: How you doing? Hi, Hi Dan, We're
3: how good. are
1: you? Now, you didn't get to see Amelia
3: the last time. Nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, last <laughs> time it was, it was me, Teresa, and Michelle. And well, yeah. I hope, hopefully everything turned out. Good.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, she, my daughter had to go in for another biopsy on her kidney, but she's doing okay. But thank you.
0: Well, I'll I'll pray for her.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. I take all the prayers I can get. Um, I watched, I watched the show today so that I could catch up and get the story. And I'm just so honored to be here speaking with both of you. Because I really. Our pleasure and our honor. Oh, I know. It's like, I have a criminal mind and I love all of it. And I've worked (laughs) in it for years. And I don't know if Michelle told you, but a dear friend, um, Jeff Mudgett is the great, great grandson of um, H.H. um, Holmes. Oh, so you might want to connect with him on Facebook. I could put in a good word for you.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think Teresa's having a struggle.
3: I Uh. can't read
1: one. Um, It says devices are not connected. So. I don't know if she's oh. gonna to want to do a restart. If you can let her know, maybe a restart or she might be having to give um, StreamYard permission to use her camera. I'm not sure. Oh, she's gone. <laughs>
0: so. Oh, we we both live in rural areas and uh yeah, so if I have to um, if if my if my connection starts to break up, let me know and i yeah. can it, it sounds weird but i'll get in the truck and drive to the top of the hill behind the house on the property and oh, i always get works. great reception up there yeah I, love
3: so. it. I love <laughs> it. That is, that's really rural i thought i was rural <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we're not far from austin it's just the location of this house everything seems to go fly over us so
3: yeah uh, i have the same <laughs> issue you know many times like right before the show i've messaged michelle and said no internet like zero down. intermittent I might have to pop off and pop back on <laughs> it's just the way it is when you're out there it's just you know
1: yeah it's like I'm down I'm down <laughs> yeah. um,
2: I'm What feeling, I'd I'd
1: like, see she just froze now <laughs> mm-hmm. as she says that she just froze yeah, yeah I've been having problems tough. with it all day Um, yesterday oh, too so look at you just froze I know mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I read that, I just read a few minutes ago that they're expecting a solar storm to hit us tonight. So yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it.
1: I'm, I'm sure does. That that yeah, that's what yeah. she says. We're being hit by a, a, a two times class CME right now as we speak. Wow. Could explain a lot.
2: Well, yeah.
1: i you, we'll, we'll slowly get started. Wait for Teresa to make her way to us. Here's where I'd like to start. And um, when I read this, I was just like... Wow, what a compliment this is. So I want to share it with everybody, especially our our listeners who aren't watching us. Um, and it's this right here. So this is, I guess um, a, a review sort of thing someone who contributed and and gave a beautiful review. It says Daniel J. Duke successfully cracked open cracked open part of the mystery surrounding the Templar treasure from Jerusalem that had been moved to the Americas to help establish a free nation. Jesse James and the lost template treasure goes beyond just theorizing that treasure was moved to the Americas and in fact demonstrates the connections and methods utilized to hide certain treasures. There have been those who have sought to shape history to ensure the freedoms and artifacts could be preserved in the Americas. Daniel J. Duke's book is on the cutting edge of revealing some of what has remained hidden. Anybody who's interested in the Templar legacy and their connection with the Americas will find true gems in this book. And this is from Timothy W. Hogan, Templar Grand Master, author, and lecturer. What a compliment, yeah. you guys! I oh, Teresa, you made it. Yes.
4: My apologies. Oh,
3: that's okay. It's we'll be okay. here It's him. nice to have you. Nice to
4: meet you, Teresa. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. it's nice meeting you too. <laughs>
3: Thank
4: you. So Thank you for is- your patience.
1: Oh, no problem. It happens. Um, this is quite a compliment. This is this is a really nice review.
0: Yeah, when I my my publisher sent that to me, that I you know, when I wrote the book, anytime you write about well. And no, you know, just right off the top of my head, I was thinking, okay, we've got an old West outlaw. We're still shocked at the trail that that our family family research and genealogy is, has sent us down. Right. But uh I mean you're connect first of all, Jesse James didn't die as history said. He faked his death, lived to ninety-seven in Texas, and then then you go from that to secret organizations or secretive organizations, uh to Famous people, infamous people, pirates, all the way back to the Templar and the treasures from Jerusalem, and then to have you know I thought, okay, people are gonna think I'm insane, but I'm gonna write the book anyway. and then uh and then I get that that glowing endorsement from the grand Master of the Knights Templar, and I thought, I was happy. I mean you you can't beat that. I thought even if everybody else thinks I'm crazy. He saw he saw what I found. And that that just made my day, made my, my year.
1: It should. It's, it's very complimentary. So yeah. I guess like we start off with the big wow factor, first of all. Just you know, people are like, <laughs> wow, you know. So I guess I have to ask, you know, you both why? How what led you to think that this was something that you're that, well that Jesse would have been involved in? And what led you on the path? Whoever wants to go first. Take a shot.
0: Right. Take um, a shot. <laughs> when when we started, our late mother Betty Dorset Duke started all this. Uh, you know, my sister and I were in college. She mom had a lot of free time on her hand after dealing with us, you know, all our lives. Um, so she and she she grew up hearing the rumor. This you know the the family story had been passed down through the generations that Jesse faked his death and didn't die as his history said he did and uh yeah and that that's my favorite picture of mom that was in san angelo she doesn't look too hot she was ready for a huge fight uh they our detractors invited her to uh to uh get together and right before she got there they were proclaiming all over the internet that they were going to have a blood bath and the blood was hers and uh Ooh. she shut them all down it was a supreme it was a state of california superior court judge and several other you know powerful people all gunning for her and she sh- no pun intended yeah. but she shot their stories full of holes and yeah. uh, that, that was a that was a great day that that's that look on her that's face good. was it it just kind of highlights her determination that, but that
3: uh, photo looks like it could have been taken today
0: yeah And pretty
3: she's pretty ahead of her time in style yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> But um, so she she had worked on proving, you know, she wanted to find out if Jesse was if our family story was right or if the history books were right. Was Jesse her great grandfather or was that just some tall tale? And uh, so she got on that trail and has proved had proven before she died that. The family story was true, but, uh, well, well, I, if I wasn't helping her with that, we would also, I would all, always work on the treasure side of it because you know, he left a map that was passed down through the family and my great aunt Judy gave it to mom and mom, you know, passed it on to us. But I, we always tried to figure out where this was, where, where was the treasure in Blevins, Texas?
1: Did so, you guys uh, like, spend your childhood, like going to look for treasure?
0: yeah we would look but he, on, on his map you know like when you grow up and all the you know when i was a kid you saw it, you, the typical treasure map was x marks the spot you know so many paces in some direction from the old oak tree or some landmark but the map he left had no topographical references at all it mm-hmm. was just a, a geometric figure with some of the the wording written in code um and the code was easy to figure out you just couldn't figure out where to start because it was it was just a geometric figure and a bunch of dots and a drawing of the sun in one side and it, what looked like a a roughly drawn profile of a man with a hat on but and he was looking through a circle and then there was a lot of once once the line went from his eye to the circle it spread out in multiple path dotted lines to all these different locations but we couldn't ever figure out where we were supposed to start, and that led down a trail of all kinds of stuff. There was a there was a guy who was a hoaxer. He claims to be Jesse, but he wasn't. His name was J J Frank Dalton. He wasn't Jesse. He also claimed to have been Kit Carson. Claimed to be a senator from New York New York State. Uh, a lot of yeah, different well, things.
3: It's not like so, they check the internet.
0: Yeah. So I h- yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot of interesting stories with him, but he did have knowledge of it. Um, found out years after years of research that and I. there's a million rabbit holes. I'm trying not to go down on this, um, but he he had stayed a, after Jesse died in 1943. The real Jesse J. Frank Dalton was an old man, but he had stayed. He, he went to Marble Falls, Texas, where. One of Je- Jesse's daughters was living, Ida, who was my great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she had, you know, a trunk full of Jesse's stuff, some of the maps and things like that. And he stayed across the street from where her house was in a hotel in Marble Falls, Texas. And uh, at, some of her stuff sh- went missing. There's a lot of weird stories on that. I'm not sure which story. I don't know if she sold him some of the stuff or if he, if he stole it or what. Or some of her kids may have stole it and mm-hmm. sold it. Um, because some and, and that's a long story. I don't want to cause any family arguments. But, I don't uh, do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Not but, that we don't like groundbreaking information here, but we don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: Somehow he had uh, J. Frank Dalton had some of the information on on the treasures a lot more than anybody should have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how he got it. But I'm, you know, I can't. I, there's no proof of how he got it. Um, but long story short. And went from that, there was mention of involvement in the Knights of the Golden Circle, who they were a clandestine secret organization who backed the Confederacy during the Civil War. And mm-hmm. uh, their job during the Civil War was to slow mo- uh, movement of Union troops, burn bridges, railroad, stuff like that. Right. And uh, after the Civil War was over, they changed their goal and their stated goal, according to a lot of people, and there's no proof of that was that they they wanted to gain as much money as possible so they could fund a second civil war and uh that that reminds me of you know football teams and rivals the one who lost there's always a group who just they they want to rematch you know it's, that's <laughs> right it. so right. that that's what they were were up to um a lot of secret stuff alleged murders bank robberies train robberies the same stuff Jesse did in an, any other outlaw but um there, the there's a lot of people who claim that the Knights of the Golden Circle were, you know, that members of that organization were people like Jesse, Albert Pike, and all these other famous people. Anytime somebody's, you know, got a story like that, they want to attach well-known names to try to add some legitimacy names to their story.
1: Around, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. no proof. No one has any proof or has ever shown any proof that that that's the case. Mm -hmm. albert pike nobody knows if he was or wasn't i wouldn't doubt if he was he was a confederate brigadier general Mm -hmm. maybe he was a part of it i don't know but uh there's no proof so i try i always try to you know if 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 there's no proof it's a good story Mm -hmm. and that's all you can you just put it on the back burner and if proof comes along someday then that'll change stuff but until then um Now I'm starting to go down another rabbit hole Um, (laughs) (laughs) with with the KGC and their treasure stories. There was this template and J Frank Dalton supposedly put that template out there. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I don't know if this is true or not. Some of the stuff he he knew, um, like locations, robberies, people's names. He knew things that most people wouldn't have had, wouldn't have known. So he obviously had some information. So. I I thought, okay, we'll try this template and see if it helps with the the family treasure map. I couldn't, first of all, it's, um, and I think I sent you a picture of the template. There's a rough one and then my own interpretation Um, of it.
1: Yeah, there's a rough one and I'm just looking here. It's show Uh, and tell.
0: Yeah, It's like a, it's a real
1: template. It's the other one though, right? I love it.
0: Yeah, veil template. Either one would work. Well, I uh, I
1: have them both up. You tell me which one you want. Which one that's do you right. want to start with? I have them both.
0: Um, I guess the the most basic one.
1: Okay, so the 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 original rough template.
0: Yes, that okay. one.
1: got it. All right, bear with me. Here we go. Bam. There.
0: Yeah, sorry. I I meant that to be a white background. I apologize. Oh, it looks <laughs> that's like a okay. PNG. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sorry.
1: Yeah, we're good.
0: <laughs> but okay. yeah, that that's the rough template. Um, so he, po- he put that out there and I thought, okay, something like that, I don't know, you know which of those dots or corners m- it leads me to the treasure and, and what's the, the scale and dimension of the template. I had no clue as to ha- where to start with that. So I put that on the back burner. Uh, a couple of years later, we met uh, Wagner Carr. He was a former attorney general for the state of Texas. He contacted my mom because he wanted to talk about the treasure and Jesse James. And uh, he, he knew all about the Knights of the Golden Circle and the, the template. And they mm-hmm. talked about that. He had his driver send my mother and I out to three locations where large treasure catches were recovered. And mm-hmm. it, it always it used to drive us crazy. One of them was 12 miles from our house. And I thought, man, all those times we struggled for money. If I would have known that thing was right down the road. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, yeah,
1: you guys have been out there with your pickaxes uh, and yeah, shovels. <laughs> yeah.
0: the, the one that was 12 miles from us, according to Wagner Carr's driver, took several 18-wheelers, several trips each to wow. unload all the gold. And the, the, he, according to Wagner Car, the Texas Rangers oversaw the recovery of it. Right. And uh, he had also mentioned that Pretty Boy Floyd used to stop by there and make deposits in that catch. When he was on his way to San Antonio, and I always thought San Antonio was an interesting place for for outlaws, just because the Wild Bunch, Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, at a place they they all would go to San Antonio at times. Or you know, I've seen that in stories. Uh, it seemed like there was some there was some kind of connection in San Antonio, and I still haven't found out what that connection was. But it was popular for a lot of outlaws mm-hmm. and mob guys back in the 1920s. So right. I thought this was odd that it's connected to Jesse James and also well-known other outlaws in different periods, uh, oh, it, that, that came after him. It's a so, good
3: route for the, for the, um, oh my gosh. Today's one of those days. Everything is right there and then it disappears for, um, the bootleggers. Yeah. It's a great true. way up the side to Canada. That's, that's part of, that's part of that history. That and there sense. was a lot of there was a lot of speakeasies. But not only that, at the time, during that whole early 1900s, even even the late 1800s, you had a lot of um, what we call now casinos. But back then they were just poker games going on. Yeah. Like in the speakeasy. So it does make sense that they were all there. There must have been a trail.
0: Yeah. That was but already people,
3: forged. A
0: yeah. lot of the old cattle trails that went through Texas are yes. now highways. Yeah. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Thanks.
3: You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's only because <laughs> I did. It's only because I worked on a case from the early 1900s years ago that I knew that. That's About
0: pretty now. That's that's cool. cool. <laughs> but um, so Wagner Carr uh, told us all that, showed us the three locations. And then another man uh, named George Roaming. And George Roaming was a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Freemason. He was an old man. When he was, he grew up in Blevins, Texas, near our great-great-grandfather. And he said mm-hmm. he and everybody in that area knew that our great-great-grandfather, his alias was J.L. Courtney. He said everybody knew Mr. Courtney was really Jesse James. Right. And he was also a Mason. And all the Masons in his lodge knew the same thing. Um, and he
4: would also, he also um, Jesse uh, Grandpa Courtney, Jesse James... Um, helped he he for some reason um uh, had trust in and would have him help him hide some bury some of the treasure
0: yeah well george george was a kid yeah. when jesse was an old man george was like 10 or 11 years old and his story he told us when he was a kid um he was 10 or 11 george i mean uh jesse swore him to an oath and paid him to help him move 700 bars of gold about 20 miles from Blevins and uh, he said when they got there they met two other old men and each of those old men had hired and sworn to secrecy a kid they trusted who were they were all about George's age 10 or 11 years old and the kids dug the hole he said it was about eight foot wide eight foot square you know eight foot long eight foot wide and about eight foot deep. And, uh, they put railroad ties in the bottom of it to, to keep the gold from settling cause it's real, it's real heavy.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, they, and then they stacked, they unloaded the gold, put the gold in and buried it. Jesse kept 20 bars for himself and the rest of it went in the hole. So mm-hmm. it was according to George, uh, 680 bars of gold, each one weighing 15 pounds a piece, approximately. And, uh, he said they felt like about 15 pounds. So that's over, that's like over a half a billion dollars in today's money. Easy. Uh, But so, you know, he, and he drew a map. George was in a hospital in El Paso. Mom and I went out to see him and he drew a map on a a brown paper bag from the grocery store for us. And we've still got the map, but the map showed (laughs) we we were excited. We were all excited. He said he'd never told anybody. He kept his secret. He was, he, he was old in his 80s sickly uh he said the other two kids who went to the who who were who helped him they all went to world war ii and everybody when after the war george got back home all the old men and the, and the two the two um, young men who were his age were dead um wow. they, they the two boys got killed in the war george is the only one of those three who made it back Wow. So George, according to George, and that mm-hmm. sounds like a typical old west treasure tale, you know, uh, there's a group of people and only one made it back. Right. But I thought, okay, but he he drew the map, gave us the location, mom and I went straight out there looking for it, it's on Fort Hood military base. And we're, there's no way we're going on that to, to, and start, okay. you know, can you Do imagine you, getting on that and digging, a, you know, getting caught digging a hole? <laughs> you no, know,
3: you get on the premise with the right connections. Is there any railroad tracks that go through
0: there? Railroad tracks?
3: Yes.
0: There may have been at one time. There used to be a a little community called Sparta. It was Sparta, Texas. And it was right there on the river. Now it's a lake. That's the other thing is they created a lake in 1954. The Corps of Engineer did. And it flooded a lot of that area. Flooded Sparta. And we believe that we, not positive, but I believe the gold, if if it's if it's right where we think it is, is under the the lake and probably about fifteen foot of water.
3: You need to find something that gives you proof that to. there was a railroad track around there.
0: I'll look. That's, Thanks. That's your. Yeah, I can look up like eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds. Railroad, well, that would have been in the 1930s. It's quite
3: extensive, too. Um, it's quite extensive, so you should have no trouble finding that.
0: Yeah, I'll look out
3: too much information on air. Three million people people are going to be looking for a railroad ah, now.
0: Well, it's interesting. It's (laughs) interesting you mentioned that because one of the other, uh, Wagner Carr, the former attorney general for Texas, one of the sites he showed us, there was an old railroad spur, and that's where he said that's how they delivered the gold to the catch when they buried it Um uh, mm-hmm. there was an old railroad spur they backed the train cars up unloaded the gold and took off and that was right next to an old cemetery somebody uh,
3: went home with some gold and it wasn't supposed to though it wasn't all there
0: that's interesting was Okay. Right. I mean, <laughs>
3: I'm not the guest. You are. You're Sorry. No. No. That, that doesn't. That yeah. wasn't at not I'm trying to I turn it off and I that. can't. It's really hard. Well, that's because you're supposed to share the information. I know. It's just anything yeah. criminal no. is so intriguing
4: to me. Like, <laughs> I, yeah.
0: Anything you want to add, please. <laughs> <laughs>
4: don't yeah, we love it. We take the information in like sponges. So yeah, no problem. I, I mean, I
3: share it. I don't hold back things, and most of the time, I, I, I talk to michelle about it because sometimes i'm not sure if people want it or not but this is oh yeah it's very strong to me with the railroad track there's something that was built over this and then something on top of it and let me just tell you this because i'm being told any water source can be drained yeah so that's, that's, that's kind the of fun message that, for you that-
0: that's okay. Thanks. You're welcome. We have a friend. Uh, I met her through this. I met her about about a year and a half ago. Her name's Heather Besser, and she's a medium.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She <coughs> and of course I was real skeptical about a lot of. That. I've always been skeptical.
3: Yeah, you but, should uh, be. You should be. I am,
0: and I do it. Well, yeah. And if you're going to okay. prove something, you know, if somebody's got a claim, then that when they say something, you can, you know, they'll either. Prove themselves right or wrong, but uh, she's been right on the money with a lot of stuff. Answered a lot of questions for us. Good. Is that? Are you a medium as well?
3: I'm a medium mm-hmm. and a remote viewer as well. Yeah, okay. but I've worked with law enforcement, so for me, this is very familiar.
0: That's really cool.
3: Yeah, but so- it's all about the details, and if she's giving you details, trust it. You know okay,
0: yeah. I do. I she's proven yeah. herself. I trust a lot of what she says. Yeah, so that's good.
3: That's good. She was sent to you for a reason.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what she said.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Interesting. But she was sent to uh, you for a
3: reason. Yeah. Well, thanks.
0: She well, after so without going down, I could ramble on this for days, literally. But um, <laughs> um, so we George Roaming, former yeah. World War II vet and 32nd degree Mason, showed us one location the uh, Wagner car showed us three locations where treasures were. And I thought, okay, now I've got this, you know, I've got home, got on Google earth, I overlaid the template over the known locations where, where they showed us. And it fit like, it was perfect with the center of it on Jesse's property. And I, and I, Oh, that, that made my day. I thought, Oh my God, it actually works. It gave me the scale, everything I needed. I thought, um, And then, so I thought, okay, let's work with this. And I found out there were, there's actually three, three templates, it's the same template, but there's a large, medium and small template. Mm. And I over, you know, I put those all on, I worked with it and it wasn't overnight. This took a while with, you know, the other two templates and the discovery of those. Um, It ended up being, it ties in with a lot of esoteric. I wanted to know that why those dimensions, why that scale, why this many miles? It all tied in. I found out later with Kabbalah, and oh. and not not just Jewish Kabbalah, but Christian Kabbalah, occult oh. Kabbalah, and and Jewish Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is all this is awesome, which led me to you know reading more about Manly Palmer Hall and others. Uh, his wife, Manly Palmer's Hall, I'm, I'm starting to get tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. Manly Palmer Hall's wife, Mary uh, Marie Bauer Hall, she had discovered. Of what she claims to be a treasure uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia, under the Bruton Parish Church. Uh, she found she she claimed, and a lot of people mocked her. She claimed there were uh, secret um, ciphers in the war the writings of Shakespeare. And she figured those out. It led her to Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then she found um, um anagrams on some of the anagrams and encryptions on some of the tombstones in the Bruton Parish Church Cemetery. Mm -hmm. And it led her to the original foundations of the original church that was there that was underground. Well, nobody believed her. All the experts, you know, mocked her. They didn't believe her. They somehow she got permission to prove them wrong. So she, she excavated and found that there was a church prior to that one. And she found the original, the original foundations based on, the encryptions and anagrams in the writings of shakespeare and and the you know the the stuff in the in the cemetery so uh in addition to that that shocked everybody she she proved the experts wrong she proved she was right but she also said there's a a vault 22 feet beneath the the original church where the altar was and it, in that vault she you know there's treasures of like the traditional silver gold jewels mm-hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. but information and documents that she said would shake the pillars of world history.
1: Absolutely.
0: then all of (laughs) a sudden, according to her uh, and other reading, you know, research Mm -hmm. on that, they said that the Rockefellers purchased most of the town. They don't own the church, but they control the board of directors and you're not, nobody's allowed to to excavate it. She, she also said there were tunnels that went from that vault to other homes and uh, locations in the town.
1: Yeah, which is quite normal if you were, you know, person of prominence you would have tunnels that would yeah. take you to places you don't want anybody knowing a business.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Going oh, yeah. so,
1: your money around, so, moving your And I don't know what that,
0: Oh yeah, the reading find trying to find out why the dimensions, why the scale, all that mm-hmm. led me to stuff like that, uh Victoria Peak New Mexico where a huge treasure it was over 3 billion dollars in gold back in the early forties, late thirties, when that was supposedly found um, that I thought, okay, I don't know if these have any connection with the template with this. I don't know. I was just at that point, it's almost like you're just grasping for straws seeing, you know, there's a puzzle. You don't know. You're just grabbing parts of that puzzle and and wondering if they even are part of the puzzle. So I kept Mm -hmm. researching and I didn't know at first, I thought, I don't think these have anything to do with that but a lot of people claimed that victorio peak in new mexico was a part of the kgc treasures yet Mm -hmm. some of the treasures a lot of the treasures in it dated back to there were coins dated to the 1300s um Mm -hmm. there was uh, a supposedly a tiara a diamond and ruby encrusted tiara stuff like that all in it royalty stuff dealing with royalty there were uh, Pony Express mail packages from the 1800s. It's like somebody had been creating that catch for centuries or somebody got a huge catch all at one time and just took it out to the desert and buried it in a mountain. That doesn't even make any sense. Right. Uh, some people try to claim that Victorio, the famous uh, Apache chief, put it all there from you know after robbing uh, Pony Express and, and settlers. And I thought, no. No, you could take all the settlers in the old West and all of, all of their belongings wouldn't amount to three billion yeah. in gold, and all yeah, the and I think,
1: yeah, I don't think the you know I don't think the it, Apache yeah. people would have cared for it in one no, form or t- another. The t- a lot has an that, Icelandic connection,
0: an Icelandic connection like the Vikings,
1: like. Templar.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's it's what I'm It's an I was
3: Icelandic connect- connection. It's got nothing to do so with Europe.
0: That's that's exactly what I believe. There
3: was emeralds in there as well.
0: Mm. Oh, that's really cool. Well, so I I didn't know at the time if that tied in or not. And tell me if I'm getting off topic because there are a million rabbit holes. You go. Know,
1: it's it's <laughs> that's your book. So, you guys, you guys go. <laughs>
0: Well, I went from that. Uh, I, I thought, OK, you know, I had Google Earth. I had the template. I started with Jesse and, and the surrounding area um, and I started putting the template, uh, you know, getting the template and overlaying it around the original spot and just working out from there until over a long time and a lot of hours I covered Most of the U.S., not all of it. Uh, And it also gets hard to do that because if you draw a straight line, two parallel lines that are, say, 50 miles apart from Texas to the East Coast, by the time you get to the East Coast, they're a lot closer because of the curvature of the Earth. And I'm not a cartographer by any means, so it's kind of tough. When The further east and west I get, the, the less accurate the template is. For you know, for me, I, I would have to know known spots in every place there is for it. To, you know, to to adjust it. But you um, need
3: a scientist who studies the environment over the last few decades with the storms and the the different um, hurricane patterns and things like that, as well as the construction of certain areas because it shifts the land, and that'll help you. What you also need is to find a code decipher like in the zodiac and um he will be retired so you need to put that out there on the internet somehow okay Um, he'll be retired but that's what you need you need someone who worked for the the government um law enforcement agency high up that would know how to decipher a code all right that's that's an idea that's what you need that's why you're having so much trouble. You don't know where to start because you don't know how to decipher the code that's in there.
0: Well, there's some, some places. If, if I go up, well, if I go due North um, of Jesse's place, I go through Oklahoma, um, Kansas, Nebraska, those are right on the money. And I actually, we've been warned. we, We went to one spot outside of Lawton, Oklahoma and we're warned not to go back. Uh we didn't tell anybody we were going, it was me, my dad, and my mother and Teresa. We went up to Lawton, uh, to, to that area, looked for it. I found symbols. I found JJ carved in a rock. I've got photos of that, uh, right where the story said they were. And we were on the wrong side of a road. I think it was on another side, the other side of the road. And, um, it's, well, it's on Comanche, Comanche reservation. And uh, that, which makes a lot of sense, because um, Quana Parker, who was known by a lot of people as the last great Comanche chief, was friends with Jesse Frank and a lot of other people. Mm. Um, And he, yeah, his one of his descendants told us that Quana used to set up women and booze for Roosevelt when he would go out on his wolf hunts. So (laughs) it was it was very very interesting. Yeah, that's the stuff you don't ever really say the
1: least. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: You never see right. that in the history of the president, but, um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, but to get, a, I'm trying to get back to where I was on that. So I had this, the scale, the dimensions, I wanted to know why it tied in with Freemasons, um, you know, back to the Templar and I'll get to that in a minute, but I noticed there was another, the, the, the treasure in um, Williamsburg, Virginia, and the one in New Mexico at Victorio Peak, they're on a separate template. It's a template that's in the shape of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, to make
0: the long story what? short. And Why's I don't the want to be
1: designed after that.
0: I have to fight not to get into too many details just because it would take forever. but um, mm-hmm. So I discovered that there's the Tree of Life template. The, the template that you showed earlier, there's a large medium and small. Okay. Uh, i found out later that represents a veil which goes ties in perfectly with the tree of life In the tree of life there's a uh, three veils of negative existence okay. and that would make that explains the three, <clears throat> three which one templates. Do you
1: want first which one do you want the veil template or do you want the tree of life either one okay okay cuz the tree of life um, it it's said that Ross and Chapel in Scotland was actually designed yeah. with the tree of life in mind of course so i've been and it's pretty close so here we go yeah
0: that's that's the dressed up version um yes like the florida lee i use the florida lee instead of turkey tracks uh, which is on the old west version of it the florida lee is what it represents in my opinion everything about that template represents the tree of life just Mm -hmm. in a different form Uh, the florida lee is also Ties back to to uh, legends of the tree of life um, mm-hmm. when it comes to its origins, which tie back to ancient Egypt and lilies. Right. Uh, and then it, then it moved from there, you know, into Europe. But the tree of life, um, the, it, it plays a huge role in that in that whole story. And it ties in with the esoteric beliefs, Gnosticism, the Templar. Um, it, it just keeps going. And not only that, when you make when when you. When I completed the the template, it's not it's not complete like across the entire U.S. like I'd mentioned, but the tree of uh, the the template, when you put it together and keep expanding out, makes a grid pattern, and the grid is like a veil, and the grid pattern is also helpful, like you've mentioned earlier, uh, topography uh, over year over the years, there's erosion and uh, you know. The, the land changes if you have a coordinates which they had with the grid pattern the templates make almost like an esoteric or a cult coordinates mm-hmm. and you know a, a lot of people hear a cult and they always you know some i get a lot of in the bible belt anyway you get a lot of people thinking oh that's that's like satan's coordinates of course, but it's yeah. <laughs> not a cult just means secret yeah. and hidden mm-hmm. and that yeah. that that's the meaning of a cult but anyway uh so i i After all of this, trying to make a long story short, I believe um, the the whole reason for the template, the Tree of Life, and the Veil templates weren't only to hide it. I think it also served as a an occult coordinate system for them. If you're going to hide stuff, you have your own using coordinates like that. It doesn't matter if the land changes over a couple of centuries or not. You're going to know right where it's where it is. Exactly. And exactly. And there's a and, lot of yeah.
1: hidden meanings with it that only people in, in that position or who might have been Templars or of certain societies would understand what they are. Yeah. Things shift yeah. more in the ocean than they do on land.
0: That's true. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um
1: question. Did Jesse ever go to Washington, DC? Do you know?
0: I don't know. There's a yeah, lot I'm of them. sure. That's a I, great it, question. Wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Um, there's a lot of stories people say, well, you know, just when you read about the robberies, they went to Kentucky, um, uh, they'd be in Kentucky, hit a train or a bank. And then they, then you'd hear a couple of weeks later, they were in Oklahoma or out in California at his uncle. He had an uncle who lived in California. And by the way, Brad Pitt owns his uncle's house, so,
1: <laughs> <Wow. yeah.
0: laughs> which is kind of neat. It was a, yeah. a Paso, Paso Robles, California.
1: this is true the grid is in dc absolutely
0: yeah and dc the symbols in dc have a lot in common with the symbols in 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 the the meanings behind them the tree of life plays a big role Mm -hmm. in the the symbols with a dc too and i think they're all connected uh when i after i found that i wanted to know who who was involved who did this because after you 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 look at the the meanings the symbols interpretations behind them are I, I love one from uh uh albert pike had, had said something about the beauty of symbols is that they have multiple meanings Absolutely. and i that that i love um
3: yeah like that top that, part can even be portrayed as a mast of a ship
0: that's true i didn't ever look at it that you way.
3: have the cross there and then you have the triangular bring it back and it reads somewhere. it reads mass to me a ship's yeah. mast.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Bring it back up. Bring it back up. There we go.
0: Right, that back. is that cool. top. You know,
3: see how the oh clock, my gosh, yes, that I looks.
0: Did I never that. thought of it in that light. Yeah. That is awesome.
3: Oh, yeah. It reads like a ship's mast to me. The whole shape. Oh, um, wow. It'd be interesting to see what symbolism were on the ships at the time mm-hmm. to see if anything links with that.
0: And like the, the cross of Lorraine
1: mm, that comes from El Paso, and that's where I'm. My family lineage is from the northern France and throughout Normandy, of course, yeah. as you know.
0: That's really cool. And That's
1: where the if cross you, is at Passeroide. Right.
3: If you look at the bottom one, it almost resembles the the flag of Scotland with the cross across the blue. Oh. It's on an angle. So it's all, it's perspective and you can read more into it and then break it really down cool. like little by little.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know it, the, it were pirates, it, the yeah. symbolism. And it is so deep. Yeah. I know I, I'm not I'm not, you know, I know better than to think, oh, I found the answer, the answer. There's more than one answer on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh There's multiple answers and they fit to make a very complex picture of history from the from the time that, oh, God, from the days of the temple in Jerusalem, on, you know, through the Templar until our current times there's a lot of people knowing that we've been warned away from from things by shadowy people mm-hmm. uh, people who would tell us things that would happen and you a week before it happened and you'd see it when it did happen on the national news right. uh, it's it makes a believer out of there's a lot of powerful people involved in this
1: Brings your mortality you, to late. <laughs> it would yeah. make a lot of sense because, and again, like Dolly hit on this, Templars were pirates and they were yeah. when 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 they got here. The stuff would have been on the ships and it would have been, it would have made it to this side of the world. Well, we know it made oh. it to the side of the world regardless, mm-hmm. but yeah. that would just give more opportunity to bring over some of the other stuff you were describing, like tiaras, right. things like oh. that. Well, cabochon, that cabochon
3: of settings template. will give you a dating on that tiara as well.
0: Cabochon the first
3: sighting? cabochon settings. We'll okay. give you a date on that tiara, and it was it was gold, but it sat more like a crown than a tiara. Okay. Um, yeah, symbols are not there so that they jump out at you. They're there to be, you know, well, <laughs> to be not obvious and and deceptive to only the people who need to know. So it's always exactly you have right. to switch your perspective on things. And well, think like, of the uh, history, what was going on then, and see how it fits in. Mm-hmm. You're right with the symbolism. Well, there was just...
0: another one, uh, Fulcanelli. What you just said reminds me of what Fulcanelli, uh, famous alchemist. Uh, he wrote like, a, oh God, what was the name of the book? I can't remember the name of the book for some reason. He he had a lot of writings, but there was a quote from him where he would mentioned how he was talking about the veil symbolism uh mm-hmm. christophorus there's an ancient ancient um um like a statue and a, it's a story about a guy named Chris, christopher and they called him christophorus uh, he had a belt around him there's a statue of it in a in a mansion in france which fulcanelli mm-hmm. was talking about uh, the statue—it's got a crisscross pattern on the belt. And the belt was a symbol, according to Fulcanelli, of the mercury bringing the gold to the surface. You know, the alchemists' work and as part yeah. of the work. Yep. But uh, mm-hmm. he said Christ represented, like, kind of like the king cake—the old king cakes during Mardi Gras—they've got the crisscross pattern and there's yes. a baby hidden in the cake. It's basically alchemical symbolism. The whole the king cake thing ties back directly into to alchemy. It has um, got
3: nothing to do with you find baby Jesus and you have to do the dishes.
4: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And they hid a, a lot of their they were they were masters at, at, at you know hiding symbols and the meanings. But he said what you had said. Um, he was talking about symbols. Let's, let, if you don't mind, I'll read read part of oh, what he said. Yeah, absolutely. He said I've already said several times, and I will repeat again that the whole of the work the whole work of the ark consists in processing this mercury until it receives the above mentioned sign the crisscross sign um and the sign has been called by the ancient authors the seal of hermes seal of the wise seal des sages seal salt uh, he said being put instead of scale seal which confuses the mind of seekers mm-hmm. and i loved that sentence because that's they they have been They've done an awesome job at confusing the mind of seekers.
1: The seekers they have. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Yeah. They have. Bite
0: but
1: I, I mean, this is stuff that you find, you know, all over the world. And there's no doubt the Templars oh. made it to this part of the world. Um, you know, we know that they came in with the help of um, Norsemen, you know, yeah. Vikings right, family, uh, and they, they made it over here. They made it up through northern part of Canada. They made it up and through eastern Canada. They made their way down. They made their way across. There there have been stuff found all the way into to Niagara Falls, you know, coming in along the Great Lakes. There People have found stuff. Then they made it, you know, probably came into the St. Lawrence Seaway. They would have had a major struggle at Niagara Falls because there's a 450- feet up that you have to go
3: oh yeah to the yeah. other lakes.
1: Yeah. yeah. So they would have had to portage in. They would have had it would have been a monumental feat just to get across. Unless oh, yeah. you went across the north, come down, and then at that point I could put you in touch with friends and as I mentioned before, um, you know, who who have a sighting. They have a, a Templar, they have Templar caves and monuments right in I believe right it. on their reservation. Mm. I believe it. Reservation. There well and that and might help you it. as well. Uh,
3: Wayne Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. That that usually awful. he pops in. He's probably still working. Usually pops send,
1: in. I'm going to send you a link to the show that he did because okay. um, he spoke about uh in great detail. About the finds that were on this reservation on the Knights Templar, and we know that the cave that was found there—the only one with that symbolism, symbolism that has ever been found—is in the Holy City of Jerusalem.
0: You know, another thing when I—I I just I, another thing that thrilled me on this—I um, thought, okay, there's the Tree of Life, there's the three veils of negative existence. Why did they do that? Other, the, I think it—it it served a lot of purposes. It wasn't just hiding the treasure; it was also. A sacred thing, almost like building a temple, in a, a hidden temple. Um, but there was also there was more to it. the The Tree of Life. I thought, okay, this is awesome. Had mm-hmm. to take a break for a little while just to clear my head. Uh, and I would mm-hmm. typically do that over the years. i I would I would research day and night, driving myself into the ground looking for something. And every time I took a break, things would click. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know, when
3: you're I was forcing ready. it. Yeah, yeah. see what's yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is in plain sight. You're just, oh, you need to take a breath. Yeah, what right, do... Teresa? Am I right? You need That's to.
1: True. You. What do you have to
4: yes. add to this? Yeah. Well, I. Mean, I...
1: How, how have you been involved in all this, Teresa? We'll just jump a little bit. Oh. <laughs> well,
4: to be honest with you, with I helped mainly with the. Proving our great grandfather was Jesse James, and then Danny was the one who was the mastermind behind all of this. <laughs> right? <And> so, <laughs> he kind of blew me away with all of this stuff. I'm not
0: going to let her forget that she just called me a mastermind. Uh oh! <laughs> I have brothers. I have. I it. There's three. Never brothers, let it down. I
4: have <laughs> three let it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really was like this. This book right here was all Danny and. I'm still kind of blown away how he, you know, this just how he came to all of this. So mine was more just proving Grandpa was, uh, you know, Jesse James. But right. but I well, love I love all the symbolism and the hidden meanings. It's just it's incredible and it can be mind boggling too. <laughs> right,
0: and so, I absolutely. knew you know there was a real strong Masonic connection with all of this, which is. One of the main reasons I joined the Masons in uh, 2019, now mm-hmm. I'm a 37 degree, I'm 32nd degree Scottish right. Um But what, what shocked me, I thought when I went to the Blue Lodge, you know, the first three uh, mm-hmm. degrees. Anyway, when I went to the Blue Lodge, what shocked me was uh, I, I thought, OK, finally, I'm in a place where they all know exactly what I'm talking about. Most of the guys don't know a thing about it. So the, there's a lot of people who do, but most of them don't know anything about the treasures. Uh, right. it, it's kind of like a, you know, it, they're good guys. They're very intelligent. They're just, they don't know anything about that. Right. Uh, but right. I do, I talk to a lot of 33rd degree Masons. One was my, one of my favorites was uh, Dr. Casebolt, who since passed away but he knew exactly what I was talking about and he filled in some blanks for me. Uh, But we were talking before I'd become a Mason and he almost told me a big secret, Uh, Mm -hmm. but he he held off and he said, he said, once you've joined, I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the story. And then he got sick and passed away. After I I joined, I thought, finally, I'm going to know. And he unfortunately passed away. But um, it was just nice to know that he knew exactly what I was talking about with the Templar, uh, the stories of Jesus and Mary and their lineage. And uh, just, you know, all of that. Uh, He he knew exactly what I was talking about. Uh, and, And that when I when I found, you know, the scale, the dimensions, all of that stuff, I wanted to know who was behind it. I know Jesse couldn't have done all of that. There's no way one man could have done all of that. No. I, that's what, And I knew he was a Mason. Um, Masons were like the common denominator. Anybody I found while doing all the research who knew anything about it was a Freemason. Uh, right. Like in Jesse's diary, we have one of his diaries. He detailed when they, they went on a robbing spree in Louisiana from Shreveport down to uh, Nacogdoches and on the they, they crossed over on the Louisiana side and then went back north, robbed a stage. On their trail, they stayed at a man's house named uh, G. Fontenot, Gervais Fontenot. And Gervais, I thought, okay, well, who's this guy? Anybody mentioned in Jesse's diary, we've always researched as much as we can to know every detail of that person's life that's available. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out right off the bat, G. Fontenot was uh, a former, a retired U.S. Marshal. And I thought, what the oh, hell was, what really? the hell was Jesse James staying in That's the a bit night like on side of like yeah. Yeah. an he was, I this he was, was quite. So, he was quite the
3: chameleon, like he. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: he also researching Gervais. I found his family um, one of their websites, and they've you know they they had all their genealogy. Gervais, Gervais's uncle was Jean Lafitte, the famous oh, really? And I thought, oh my god, this is insane. You just keep
1: connecting the dots. Yeah. You know, we had the
0: attorney general for the state of Texas telling us about pretty boy Floyd and some other, other guys who came after Jesse. We knew about, then you find out, I find out about a Jean Lafitte who came before Jesse. And it's like a network of criminals and they all, uh, the other thing, the big thing with Jean Lafitte, I was reading about him because I didn't know much about him other than he was a pirate. Um, And I love the story, you know, the governor of Louisiana put a price on his head. So Jean put a bigger price on the governor's head. And I always liked that. Uh, But anyway, uh, Jean Lafitte helped the U.S. defeat the British. And he had, and this is, this is in the history books. It's quoted by, you know, established historians. Jean Lafitte had Masonic communications with Andrew Jackson. You can't have Masonic communications Mm -hmm. unless both parties are a Mason are a Mason. That's right. And that, that was all the proof I needed. Jean Lafitte was a Mason, which ties mm-hmm. in that, that all the pieces started falling together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was almost like doing a family tree only for an organization, mm-hmm. uh, anybody who was connected. So I, you know, I started with Jesse and I started going back. There's Albert Pike, there's Jean Lafitte. It goes back to other Masons who tie in with, you know, some of the founders of the country mm-hmm. from them to Francis Bacon, and I thought, finally, and I've, I found out about that because of Marie Bauer Hall uh, and mm-hmm. all, all of her work. Well, When I found out about that, I thought, okay, Francis Bacon's the guy behind it all. That makes mm-hmm. sense. He was a genius, polymath, and then I, for about three days, I was satisfied until I found out it went further. Something kept nagging me, and it then, you know, so I kept researching, went from Francis Bacon to John D., the the original 007 alchemist sorcerer wizard you know there's all kinds of stories about him but it It went from
1: crisscrosses the globe too doesn't it like it yeah
0: exactly and it went from him crazy part of it to other alchemists famous alchemists some are you know infamous famous Mm -hmm. uh all the way back to to people well i'm trying to cut it short but it, it even ties in with the uh the King of Portugal at the time. I can't remember. Of course
1: name. it does.
0: But yeah, and he, he was, was a Templar. Grand, he,
1: yeah, he was a great yeah. master as well. So, and, and it
0: went from them all the way back through <laughs> famous and infamous people to Jewish rabbis back through them to a rabbi known as Rashi, who was the famous favored court guest of Hugh de Champagne, <laughs> yeah. one of the founders of the Templar. That's right. and, I thought, and when I got there, I finally felt some satisfaction you know I'd, I'd followed the trail as far as i could and it was a definite trail all the, from jesse james through mason's freemasonry all the way back to the temple can, and,
1: can I, I can connect yet more i have other notes too that goes back like even like from some of my family stuff that i could yep. just send you because it will create another connection from portugal to the sinclair's through your oh, yeah, marriage yeah.
0: uh, and Christopher Columbus married, married. married into that family. Um,
1: I think it was the son that married a Sinclair daughter. That's right. Okay, and uh, that's, that's what it is. But the father-in-law, his wife's father, uh, owned a fleet of ships. Yeah, he oh, was wow. also a grandmaster, he owned all the ships that they used. Yeah. But just think about Portugal, the Porte do Grail. Yes, La Porte du of the Port du Grail Grail. Grail. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's always I love been a templar city. Always. But
3: Portugal doesn't have an R after the G.
1: No, but it's just the Port- Oh si-
3: mm-hmm. I can I just step in yeah. from it because I'm in my own world and I'm listening to you. Honestly, I am. My great uncle, great, 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 great uncle. My my last name is Pisano. My family built Pisa. Um, wow. Leonardo Pisano is Fibonacci. Fibonacci sequence is in the tree of life. Yes, And it's been sitting with me since you showed me that.
0: Yep. And um, and also, uh, the Jewish rabbis refer to the Fibonacci sequence as the the love series, love numbers. And they've they've got their own Kabbalistic belief on that. But it's amazing how that works. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to. No,
1: no,
3: not at all. I'm just having trouble because I'm seeing, you know, like. The coin, like the circles, there's ten. That's like doesn't fit with his sequence. So I think there's, you know, there's something there. Uh, there's something um, there that well, has to be. Sorry, you, because because the star in, tower have been bound. There's ten. What are the ten symbols? Because Fibonacci does not end on a ten.
0: Ties in with ten dimensions, but there's also, and I know it's. Um, there's also no, saying the it hit. doesn't
3: tie in with his sequence.
0: Oh yeah, this is one, exactly. one, two,
3: three, five, eight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't tie in with his sequence, so there's something that's off there. You're gonna find uh, what's on the shoulder right, right, so right tonight fright. on this show. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> go bubbles. Yeah, oh, I'm, sorry. Right now I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, no, do it. Do it. Oh, Just oh. go. <laughs> I okay. love it. I love. Yeah. It. That's what well, I said. Let's it.
3: solve it tonight on the show. No, I won't solve it. But I honestly feel like the the fact that it doesn't fit Fibonacci's sequence is a key to understanding the points. It could oh, be that one little. That's how I feel. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the how often thing do that... I think of him? I hate math. I can't draw. <laughs> my my ancestors built flipping Pisa. They paint. I can't do any of that. But this is just too strong
1: to ignore. That's but maybe that's the idea. That yeah, it does that's step what outside I mean. of that box.
3: It's an
2: amazing you have to step
3: outside. outside. There's the 10 symbolizes something else. It doesn't fit with his sequence.
0: There's a lot of... And sad. I
3: hate math. Like, <laughs> seriously, I hate math.
0: Oh, you know, I was never a fan of mathematics at all. I hated no. it. This forced me, and this this made it fun, actually, trying to figure out the dimensions, uh, learning about Kabbalah, and I didn't care. All I knew about Kabbalah when I started this was, you know, it was something Hollywood celebrities did, and they put a red string on their wrist. That's all mm-hmm. I knew, and then, you know, of course, so there's all the conspiracy theories all over the internet that you see about it, but when I got into this, it forced me. I started looking up, uh, oh, Orthodox jewish rabbis websites there's a couple that have websites that were very helpful because you know their their alphabet is also their numbers everything their their letters are their numbers they're interchangeable and it's beautiful it's it's beautiful to me the way it all works Mm -hmm. and this fell in line perfectly with with the gematria
3: that 10 that 10 symbolizes something else i don't know if it's 10 heads i don't know what it is but it's not and I agree with Dolly. There are 12 dimensions. The Fibonacci sequences describes the portals. Yes, and, I was
1: thinking I also,
4: that too. Yeah. And so sorry. I also
1: want to just make, she sent me a message as well. So it just happened. I just happened to see it. Usually if it's not on email, I don't see it. But she said, please let you know. She was. I hinted as to what happened to a chunk of that treasure. Oil wells, hundreds of them. My dad was a 33rd degree mason as well. Oil wells throughout Texas, hundreds of them, and they use it to fund their hospitals.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: where a part of that treasure allegedly went.
0: There's a lot of, uh, yeah, what you just said, I'm I'm not going to say it on air, but we've been told a couple of things uh, Mm -hmm. that ties in very strongly with that.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's all there.
1: But you'll also be happy to know or interested to know that Dolly is possibly a relative um, and, and related to Jesse James.
4: I would love like to <laughs> talk to her.
3: I
1: know. Bam. There's a new also Every time you come Close, on
4: the show. Hey,
3: <laughs> I thought I Glenn thought Close was like impressive yesterday when she said that. I
1: know. <laughs> I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> So there we go.
4: <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk with Dolly. I that know would
1: we, be cool. we just try to be the gift that keeps on giving. It's just amazing. They're things go full circle and how oh, things yes. synchronicities, right? It's so, well, it's yeah. because
3: they're being so you're both being so generous with the information rather than holding on to it because it is the passion of solving this. And it would be beautiful to be able to resolve this in your lifetime for your, your mom yeah. and your family.
0: Virginia you know?
3: connection. Yeah, there has to be. Oh, well, yeah.
0: and that's another I don't thing. I feel
3: that. like there's a state he hasn't touched, you know.
0: There's a lot. He's yeah, he's been that guy. It amazes me at how how quickly they traveled just with horse wagons and ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean they they yeah. they they visited more places than most people today do. It's it's amazing to me. And they,
3: well, they had fun. the they had the thirst to explore too. We don't.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I have the
3: thirst to explore a beach in the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's my with, thirst. With so, me, the Amalfi Yeah, I am right there
3: with you. I, yeah, let's I want, go.
0: I want to see you the blue water the, in in the dirt somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, Michelle <Nishan laughs> likes to. to explore. I like to explore the beach I'm and the an rum explorer. in the region. Yes, yes. You no, know, there what is kind a rum. Do you have that's great. Add ice. Let's go. Leave me here. Yeah, you know, the
0: template ties in with that too. There's a Castle del Monte, Castel del Monte in mm-hmm. Puglia, region of Italy. Um, uh, the t- Puglia? It, it's, a, it's Puglia. I, I trust me, I I can yeah, put you your word. No, I'm just helping
3: you. You don't pronounce the G in Italian. Puglia? It's, I don't, we never, we don't even know why it's there.
0: <laughs> okay,
3: yeah, it's just like Puglia. guacamole. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, so Puglia, yeah, Puglia um Castel well yeah. del monte it was a, it's an ancient castle there it was used after at first it was said to have been built as a hunting lodge now a hunting lodge ties in with a lot of esoteric meanings with it that god you can go on and on with that stuff but uh like mm-hmm. sacred hunts hunting the boar all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. but um Anyway, I can't remember the the name of the king right off the top of my head, but he built this castle as a hunting lodge, allegedly. It's built exactly, it fits the template perfect. The castle to this day is a mystery on its dimensions. If you overlay the template over it, it's it's an exact match.
3: It makes Not- sense because Puglia is a mountainous region. That's a coastal town on the um, sea, the Ionian Sea. Because I'm yeah. from Calabria, which is attached to it. And okay. that makes total, total sense. Also, they can get there very easily.
0: The Temple uh, the temple Mount in Jerusalem, the template mm-hmm. lines up with that. Both of those, Castel del Monte and the Temple Mount, line, the template, the, the treasure template, lines up perfectly with the dimensions of it. I and not that. only that, it's, it's on the... On the uh, when you lay it on the map, it's not due north, southeast, and west. It's not following the cardinal directions. It's mm-hmm. lined with the the uh, what a lot of people call the occult star, uh, the pole star. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of words for it, but any it's, it's pentacle. Yeah, oh, it's several brain. degrees off of okay. due north, and it, the they're lined up exactly like that. Um, I, that there and there's there's rumors that Castel del Monte. Had a lot of Templar connections. Nobody can prove it. There's people who claim no, they're you're, you know, that's not right. But I, who's to know? All I know is the template lines up with it, and it, it's almost like a perfect representation of the Dome of the Rock or the template. Mm-hmm. That's
1: not to that's coincidence. very interesting. That's for sure. Wow. No, no.
0: I'm yeah. gonna be dreaming about this. Well, that also ties in with Poussin's painting, at uh, Arcadia Ego." You know the, the <laughs> yep. that painting. Let me, let me I believe one. I believe personally that that painting is got uh, is the symbolism in it. I wrote about it in the book. Uh, That's a big one. Uh, Poussin was known to have hidden a lot of symbols, yeah. and I think the painting leads to a treasure not in France. There are not to say I, I still believe there's a lot of treasures and very sacred things to be found in France. Mm-hmm. But I believe the trade when talking about the treasures, I think that lines up perfectly. And it's a long story, but using Cassini's Celestial Globe of 1792, the zodiac mm-hmm. symbols, the symbols in that painting and Poussin's painting, they tie in with a location in Kansas. No, we'll
3: the zodiac okay. symbols in the painting.
1: Painting and is and loaded with symbols. It's very controversial. Yeah. In fact, if mm-hmm. you're in the chateau, uh, where the altar is, and there's Mary Magdalene, because again, I've 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 been, she looks like she's pointing to something. Yeah. And they associate this space, this place, um, with that as well. So they think, look, it's like a hint.
0: Well, and being a master painter, it was kind of odd. It's almost like he did it on purpose. The shadows aren't right. Exactly. There's there's a lot about <laughs> that thing.
1: No, exactly. They've this picture, this painting has been dissected, you know, on so many different levels um, it's also by academics. Something else. Well, you know, if they're spending so much time with it, you know, there's, there's something. Yes, really yes. oh
3: yeah, under and there's something the, under it.
0: Yes. And if you look at that shadow, in my opinion, it looks like the shape of a harp, and a lot of people thought. Heart, uh, it's like a harp, like David's harp, uh, right. but that harp lines up, in my opinion, with the constellation Lyra, and in Cassini's mm-hmm. Celestial Globe of seventeen ninety two, it's placed over on his globe. It's placed over Kansas. There's a lot more to I, I explain a lot more about it, but I think it's just my my theory that 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 leads in part to a treasure in Kansas. Yeah, see,
3: well, I that- see the bottom piece underneath that heart which looks like a corner for me it's for me it's the valencia which is the libra
0: mm-hmm. well and that also ties in with the lost cities the seven cities of the seven lost cities of gold uh the treasures of cibola mm-hmm. uh i know it's not, you get it gets deeper and deeper but yeah, it's like a big uh, rabbit hole. victoria victoria peak treasure a lot of people claim that was one of the the seven cities Mm-hmm. Well, one of the seven cities was said to have been in Kansas. Now, today they claim that city was in the uh, eastern central part of Kansas. And I think they're off by about 150, 200 miles.
1: Really? Yeah. Huh. I, th- I like the theory because anyone and all the academics who have analyzed this, I mean, you've, I've never heard them even consider it that it would lead overseas and maybe that's why they're still trying to analyze it because they <laughs> yeah. just haven't quite so it's a really it's a really interesting um concept that you're presenting it's exciting it's,
0: it's why yeah. when i mentioned earlier when i mentioned this the uh the line of rabbis you know tr- tracing it back to i'm um, mm-hmm. looking for who it came from uh mm-hmm. when i was going through the rabbis it was, was one rabbi Abraham Abulafia, I think, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but uh, it reminds me of George Bush saying nu- nuclear. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, three
2: times. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, Abraham Abulafia had written a book, and it was, of course, it was a Kabbalistic book. He was a cap. He was a rabbi. Um, his descendant Paolo Riccio was his converso name uh, he, i don't know if he was forced to convert to christianity like a lot of people were or mm-hmm. if or if he did i don't but he he had uh, translated the uh, abraham abulafia's work to uh latin and it was called, titled porte lucis gates of light well on the mm-hmm. cover of that book there's a tree of life it's a rabbi sitting and it's a tree of life um He's—it's like a staff he's holding. It's the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, and he's pointing down at the floor. And I thought, what's the guy pointing at? And I, I was looking at a copy from the university library in Austria, one of the universities in Austria. Anyway, he was pointing at the floor, and I thought that's odd. What's he pointing at? And I—I got to looking at it, and I—I t- I, I thought, okay, that was in 1516 when that—that that was printed. Mm -hmm. So let's, you know, I looked for a world, a known world of a a map of the known world at that time, uh, overlaid it and it matches up with the coast of the new world. you know, it's a, it's a rabbi dressed for, for traveling. He's holding the the tree of life. I thought this, this is interesting. And everybody around that circle tied in with this story. That's why it was Mm -hmm. so important to me. Uh, it had Mm -hmm. all the symbolism I've been researching. The people were tied in with it. Uh, They all had a common goal. The the main bad man for a lot of people back then was the Vatican.
2: Um,
3: So, just trying (laughs) to ask you, what's the connection with Venice? Venice. Okay, no, you can continue because you you said Vatican, as I got Venice. Let's sit on
1: that for a minute and let's let's do a station and sponsor ID while we're just kind of pondering. Yeah, we (laughs) we need to work. (laughs) We need
3: to ponder. (laughs) <laughs> okay. No, it's driving me crazy. The Ven- Venetian thing is driving
1: me nuts. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I, that, that, I love that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. On all that thought. Station and sponsor ID. Go for it.
3: <laughs> wow. Take a deep breath. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoshi and Amelia Pizzano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 and 107.7 FM, as well as the Roku channel. Our guests tonight returning, and if you haven't seen the first one, I suggest you do, and then watch this one. Our guests tonight are Teresa Duke and Dan Duke, and they are the great-grandchildren of Jesse James. And guess what? Jesse James was not just an outlaw from the West, and that's all I'm saying. My lips are sealed. You have to tune in and listen from the beginning. If you're tuning in just now, don't worry about it. You know you can stream our archives on any platform that you normally use. Search United Public Radio Network, and then you can search The Outer Realm with Michelle and I, and that's how you'll be able to listen to all of our archives. Remember to click like, notify, subscribe. You don't want to miss anything, and make sure that you share us with your friends and family, please. We'd like to give a big, huge Thank you to the people at Folgers Coffee for your continued support in sponsoring our show from our first day to now. We are almost 400 episodes in and we can't do this without you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you greatly for our fabulous banner. And you've noticed our promo media is the best. Thank you to Steve McGuinness, horror illustrator. He's a fantastic artist who not only does hoarder, but horror. Wow. <laughs> that came out be wrong. does okay. horror the <laughs> first week back. Uh, but he also creates commission pieces as well. And you can find him on Facebook. If you're loving Instagram. our intro, because we yep. love all his music and Instagram. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> if you're loving our intro, we love all of his music. That's Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp, and you can stream him on any platform. Find him on Facebook and Instagram. He's dropping the coolest videos, the coolest creepy videos. I love them on facebook and instagram every day and if you're doing stories on instagram you can search dr snick and use them as part of your creator tools um his music is fantastic now if you're watching us on facebook live or you're on youtube right now or any of our facebook pages make sure to give us a like hit that subscribe button and don't forget to share with your friends and family. I'm tongue-tied because my head is here. <laughs> um, yeah. Venice. <laughs> that's, that's all crazy. I'm gonna say.
0: You know, my, my I've been doing that all night. My, my I've been so excited about this, this interview. And that's
2: true. <laughs>
3: when I'm,
0: when I'm yeah, I was so
3: sad when I missed the last one. I watched it today.
0: Oh. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we got to meet now. But uh, yeah, wh- yes. while I'm talking, my mind—you know—I'm saying one thing, and my mind keeps going. Oh, don't forget this. Don't forget that. And what about this? You know. And it's like God, that's, quit. I need to focus. That's why I'm
4: writing <laughs> There's just so much, so many layers it to the it's, story it's, that it, it's, it is, hard and you have to—you
3: have yeah. to really take yeah. it like the corner yeah. pieces of the puzzle at a time. Oh, build yeah. the outside and the rest will come um that seriously the venice and the that fibonacci thing is sitting with me a little too heavy um, there's a reason why there's 10 and it doesn't match the sequence mm. there's something to that so mm. please let me know what happens
0: with i'd love that. to get you and heather besser together
3: Oh well, she's 10, doing 000. a great job. Like she sounds amazing, but you she, know, she like
0: is. I'd love yeah. to get help. all of all of us. We could be In fact, we're working on a documentary. Uh, I just
3: had a déjà vu, Michelle.
0: With J3, <laughs> J3, J3 Films, uh great guys. We're working with them looking for funding. So if any if you know anybody who'd like to help fund a documentary, we would we I'd love to have all y'all on there too
1: <laughs> it would be a party
0: <laughs> that sounds good uh Aww. but uh what was, oh talking about oak I, thinking about oak island the templar treasures and you know the the oak island thing there was a, a a researcher he's also a freemason petter amundsen and i contacted him he said he'd gotten out of it that's all he said he said good I luck never and watched
3: he, the show it or I don't not.
0: know well he he did a separate documentary the, the reason I found out about Petter uh, he was claiming that um, well he was on a documentary w- about Francis Bacon and Shakespeare and uh, he's a master code breaker he had found that sh- according to his work his finding Shakespeare bacon was Shakespeare I believe it was a group of people but long story short, his ties with Oak Island, somehow he ended up over there. And um, he, the, he found there, was, there were several boulders in a in a certain pattern. Nobody had ever figured it out before. They'd only That's noticed right. three of them, and they said it was a triangle fi- figure. Mm-hmm. well He found more boulders. It was 10 boulders in the shape of the Tree of Life. And I found that out about a year after I discovered the Tree of Life template, and I thought, oh, my God. It was a tiny tree of life on Oak Island, and then yeah. it it was, it, it just fell in line with everything I was researching. And there's a lot of pieces that nobody's found yet, and I would love to be involved with anything dealing with that.
1: I have to I, wonder if it's at Wisconsin at the, the other site. That, that I don't would remember. Be under foliage now, because it goes back a real long that's time. That's a good point.
3: I don't remember any of that, because yeah. that's been two years. I know. Um, you're aware of that. There's a tree that stood still on 9-11, right? When both towers went yes. down.
4: Yes. Oh yes.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. You should take a close look at that tree. Okay. okay. Um, definitely. I'm just saying, like to see it. Yeah, there, okay. It, it could mark a point, it could mark anything, because I think there's a lot to that. Um wow. now I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, you I've were saying about that, that Oak, is a good connection. Oak Island. Island. And then I was going
1: somewhere from there and I forgot. I hope it comes back because this Wisconsin? one. No, that no, was me. Michelle. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll connect you. I'll connect you up there. And um I think you'll find it very interesting. Um very.
0: well, like also the, the template. I'm just trying to remember yeah. things that I was that kept popping in my head while I was talking on uh, uh the temple the temple church in London. On their western door, there's a metal design on the door, and it matches the template perfect. I mean, right. there's 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 all kinds of stuff. Um,
1: you go throughout the old world, you will find that's you will find symbolism everywhere because the Templars were everywhere. I mean, you can yeah. get into Muslim Templars as well. Oh, there yes. were tons, tons yeah. there because that that um, even that predates a lot. It, I it found a lot of that in the ancient out world
0: from uh, Timothy Hogan, the Grand Master, the current grandmaster was telling he I was watching an interview we've talked a little but um, he was telling me about the Sufi and Druze traditions and mm. and it made perfect sense to me. he said the Templar weren't Crusaders. a lot of people seem to get that mixed up he, uh, he was saying the way he described it the Templar mm. They knew of holy sites and certain families who perpetuated the Gnostic traditions through, across Europe and, and the Middle East. And uh, part of his, ex, or his his description of the Templar and what they were doing when it, back in the day when they first started, they knew war was coming. It was inevitable. Everybody knew war was coming. So mm-hmm. the Templar's mission was basically to go out and find holy relics and documents and information and safeguard it from the chaos that was about to come that's who
1: the Sinclairs were, they were the keepers of holy relics, really? of all yeah. relics
4: yeah, and that kind of ties in with the story that um, we were told by someone that certain things were passed down in our family right, but to the first like, I think it was, wasn't it to the firstborn son is that what it was, something like that, yeah but that kind of ties in with that, so that kind of just hit home,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I know yeah. How you feel. nothing is by chance, yes, is by chance. No I remember how
3: I felt when I saw one of my ancestors' paintings up for auction in London, and I so just happened to find it online. And remember, Michelle, I was livid that it was even like, being why sold. Is this? <laughs> I'm like, why is it not coming down? <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it was the only painting, the portrait painted of Mary of Magdalene ever and hung in the cathedral in Siena. And it was painted by Giovanni Pisano, who's a great, 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 great grandfather. His, you know, his uh, father was Nicola. And there are a hundred years before that, they started building Pisa and then they were in the war. So things just went to the lee side and it it went back and forth and whatnot. But like my great, 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 I, I don't know how many times grandfather, is actually was buried and then moved. He was buried at the foot of the bell tower, which was his design with shiploads of sand from Jerusalem. Why? And, wow. and the
1: church has uh, Templar symbolism in it.
3: Is in the, is oh, wow. in the, in the cathedral. Why? You know, and that's, that's, Fifteen hundreds, that's fifteen right? hundreds and fifteen hundreds. So, like, yeah, there's a lot that goes. Like, lot. what the hell, you know?
1: Yeah. How your, your Fibonacci dots, fits
3: in there, I have no freaking idea. Your thoughts
1: but... could be connected to like, I think you're you're still connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's it's better there's than a you think. I mean, you're even getting into tonight's Templar. I mean. You know, if you even want to acknowledge Columbus, but pre-Columbus, I know. But pre-Columbus, look at Dr. Kathleen Ball. She's coming on um, next week, and her discovery was the Knights nice Templar in Brazil, going back to the twelve hundreds
3: cave, right?
1: The cave. Yep. And the symbolism, and it's all matched to the Holy Land, Portugal, all of it. You're that's on the, the right Twelve hundreds. All- that is that She's is probably, you know, that's a couple of hundred years before.
0: You know, when you mentioned Columbus, uh, mentioning Columbus, uh, it reminded me of uh, somebody that asked me, they, well, I've had people come up and say, so you're trying to tell me Jesse James, who was an outlaw was a good guy. And I said, no, I'm not saying that at all. Just cause he's I'm descended from him. Doesn't mean he was a good guy. And, uh, they, they none of those people were angels by any means on either mm-hmm. side of that fight. I think, you know, in the war, uh, I call it a war. It's like a hidden war between the Templar, the Masons. In fact, the current Pope, Pope Francis, recently came out reaffirming their their uh, disapproval of Freemasons. So, the
3: Vatican hates I, him. I yeah, love it, him. The Vatican hates him. I love it, Pope Francis. It,
0: it, keep, there isn't it, anything he won't say. Yeah. Yeah. So but I was I like when they come out and say things because at least you know where, where people stand. So, right. but you know, there's right. there's good and bad on both sides, and I think there over all, all the centuries from the time this started until now, um, mm. though that what used to be a clear cut line between good and bad, or what seemed to have been a clear cut line, has mm-hmm. turned into a wide, blurry gray area, and yeah, but you know. Who's
3: just- he was this criminal I look at the times then you would have to say that during gladiators there were criminals I look at the times yeah. that they were living in and exactly was that, was that life normal for them yeah. it wouldn't be normal exactly. for us now but you take no. a look at Montana people watch Yellowstone like crazy yeah. 1983 1920 whatever like the you see how they had to fight for things yeah. I don't yeah. see it as any different Nope. I yep. don't believe in the I honestly don't believe in the labels. I believe in the crime that they committed, but I believe it was not just them. He right. just got around more and he was more infamous yes. because of the great battle and that. But yeah. you know, I believe that there's a lot of people that went unknown because their lineage just went for yeah.
0: Oh, so, and I've been, that's true. There were a lot yeah. of people who played Jesse, was a small He was an important person. He was important historically, you know, old West history and all that. And he was important in his role that he played for the Masons and and other groups, but he wasn't, he wasn't the only guy. He was just one of the more well-known ones, just like Lafitte and and a lot mm -hmm. of the other people. He
3: was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. He was
3: brilliant. Brilliant. He was a great con artist too. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. He had to be smart to take on those multiple roles. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have to wonder if there's something with his, not psychic but psyche, like that created that. Like H.H. Holmes has that mastermind. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to, you have to, really take a look at these outlaws and these historical criminals mm-hmm. and see how smart they are. They got where they were because they're high IQs. Oh yeah, you know, um, yeah.
2: That's true.
3: All of them, son of Sam, Bundy, Dahmer, they're Gacy. They're all Mm -hmm. high IQs. uh, Freak, everybody who followed Manson, same thing. So, no, seriously. The the amazing thing
1: is with this, though, is is Jesse survived it, masterminded everything. And you guys are here to tell all of these stories that would maybe otherwise go untold.
0: You know, we... We used to get so pissed off thinking, you know, it's like, why, why is this just trying to prove who he was, was it it was years and years of research and fighting. And then we, it dawned on us. He's the reason we had such a hard time proving who he was. Uh, He left clues behind. He wrote his name in his diary. He wrote his initials, his name, all the gang members and stuff. But when, you know, history recorded it the way he wanted it recorded. And, right. and that that's what and, it's and you're, weird because you're pissed off because you're trying to unravel all this confusing spider, like a spider web. Right. But then at the same time, if he hadn't done that, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. So, so. exactly.
3: <laughs> he was meticulous and he played yeah. stuff. So he was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant I think, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Made well, the right especially, connections, especially if he played part in you know this this whole. I mean, well, assisting yeah. all of these very powerful people.
2: Yeah, to mastermind well, yeah.
1: all of that is it's just a phenomenal thing. And now you're, again, you're telling a tale that people are going, what? <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to connect, yeah. even trying to connect oh, yeah. an outlaw as in people's eyes is outlaw. Well, you know, President Truman, this, like the Knights Templar, who were, yeah. you know, for the most part known to be, you know, the, the keepers. <laughs> yes. the yeah. Well,
0: that's like, you know, and people uh, today, it's easy. People are like, oh, he was a psychopath, a killer, this and that. He didn't kill as many people as a lot of people say. That he said, he psychopath. did kill people. But it's, you know, you've got people saying he was good. Some say it was bad. Uh, but. President Truman, for example, thought very highly of Jesse James and the gang. Jesse and Frank, and I always we always felt sorry for Frank because nobody really talks about him that much. Right, uh, he was he was just right. as he was he was there the whole time, just so as much a part doing of it that as, right yeah. now. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> That's yeah, well, i right. right here. You just got a uh, book sale. Yeah. Yeah, this is fascinating. Distorted just just ordered.
3: your book. oh sorry, Michelle. Oh <laughs> um, no, I don't know
1: if you can see and can't see.
3: Yeah, oh, because my. it's right in front of me on the side. Now I can't see when it goes up under comments. I'm like,
1: oh my god. I'm just, just retraining myself.
3: Yeah, my eyes are so bad. Yeah, because we've been I've been off for a while. Beautiful.
1: So here are the books.
3: Oh, and those are gorgeous. Course, this
1: is the one we covered in show number one, the mysterious fake. Uh, mysterious life and fake death of jesse james for those who are wondering and of course this is what we're talking about tonight
3: that's going on my shelf yeah
1: and this is the next one i have a feeling we're gonna have to bring you guys back for
0: (laughs) we'd love to be back and i I oh you're gone
1: you gotta unmute yourself (laughs) Hold hold on there we go nope you have to unmute yourself Click
3: the microphone at the bottom.
1: You went and muted yourself. <laughs> nope. Click the little mic. right. Next okay, to sorry you. about there that. We go. That's all right.
0: There. That's,
1: That's okay. Better. No,
0: I promise next time I won't try to, I won't monopolize most of the interview. I feel bad that <laughs> Teresa's going to kick X me so next no, time like, I, To
4: be honest with you, I'm glad he did tonight because I was so afraid to, I wouldn't even make the show today because I had a dental Um, Oh, no. Yeah, yesterday. And my face and mouth are just kind (laughs) of... So I was so afraid. That's the worst. afraid
1: you're not or anything so that's all right. You're yeah.
3: you're a trooper. Just don't drink water in front of the camera. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am so, so glad that I I'm so glad that you did make it and I'm yes. sorry for monopolizing your no, time. No.
4: I, I loved your insights and I all of no, it. thank so. you.
3: I never do that. You can ask Michelle. I never ever
4: We know. are more, I don't know. I I know I can speak for Danny, but we just want like we love all the different insights because we don't we can it just helps us learn more so we can kind of figure all of this stuff out yeah i learned a lot from you guys tonight yeah oh my gosh we love it i, well, I'm glad I always
0: end I up d- feeling like i always feel like i i rambled too much but there's so much to say and i try to get the all the important points out and they and they it's like half of them are still out there left unsaid, but it's, uh, that's why um,
1: this show, we, we prefer the guests to do the majority of the talking. Yeah. It's passion. You have, it's like what you say, you know, you only have a certain amount of time and you need to get that out. So we don't get offended.
4: It's so much more than just about the treasure. It's spiritual. It's, there's just so many different yeah. layers to it. it. It's it's, and really, I don't know if it will ever end for us. But yeah. I, well,
0: and that's another thing. I was I, I think I didn't say it earlier. I I meant to, but I didn't. Uh, there. It sounds corny, but you know, it sounds just like a national treasure. Where where he said, uh, "This this is meant for a museum. It's not meant for one man." And you know, when I first started looking for the treasure. I thought maybe we'd find an old saddlebag with a couple of gold or silver coins in it. That would have been amazing, but when you find out from a, the attorney general for the state of Texas uh, and other people that it was it was literally tons of gold, and it, and finding the history behind it, it's a lot more a lot more important than just one or one person or even one group to it's to history. have.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it's
0: history. history.
2: And, and it's, it's also part of
1: it. Yes.
2: Yeah. So yeah.
1: so th- this it, is something that people have wondered where everything went. And until, until it's found, you know, it's just one more piece of the puzzle, but it's another, I think people love a good mystery. Oh yes. yes. And they love trying to figure out mysteries. And I think this is part <laughs> of it. I do. <laughs> and And your research can just yeah. continue, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know. I love it. I love it. And and um, you know what? What are you what are you going to do next? I mean, we know you've got three books, as we know, we're going to book you for an, another uh, show. But do you have another one in the works? So what are you guys doing?
0: Thinking about books, but um, lately we've been working on with J Three Films on a documentary, and okay. uh, that's why I mentioned earlier. I gave them a plug just, and I hope that that's was okay. Uh, of course, that, that's what we're doing. We're just it's me and Teresa and Heather and uh, the guys at j3 film and Jack and John and we're just looking for looking looking for a way to fund it and go from there so Good for you. Yeah.
1: yeah that's exciting. So which part exactly do you want in the documentary? you're just gonna talk about his life or are you talking about this what is it exactly?
0: All three I, books basically yeah. uh, everything yeah. every, every you know start with Jesse. Talk about you know show show everything we've got, proving that he faked his his death, uh, the DNA, uh, the holes in, in the history story, you know, accepted traditionally accepted history, and pointing out all the the falsehood, you know, the false the false side of history, which is a lot when it comes to Jesse. But uh, like I said earlier, he needed that so he could live. But uh, then from there to you know the treasures and. Uh, I don't, the third one, we're, we're still talking about that. There's a lot of powerful ties that tie in with it. Like i mentioned the former attorney general Wagner Carr, who okay. showed us where the treasures were. He was good friends with president LBJ <laughs> LBJ <laughs> had a man. There was a man named, uh, Billy Saul Estes who was said mm-hmm. by many, he, he was a famous con infamous, I guess con man. I met him personally, my mother and I did. And I think Teresa did, mm-hmm. uh, We met Billy Saw Estes. He he wanted Mom's autograph and he had one of her books and said he'd call her. Found out later, like six months later, he was following her. He lived up near Dallas, Mm -hmm. and the guy kept showing up at the same um, mailbox et cetera that my mother was going to to mail packages. Strange stuff, but Billy (laughs) saw. Well, he was claimed. He was very intelligent, too. Black, yeah. uh, him, it,
3: they are but, sociopaths and psychopaths. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Very. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, he was the first guy to be acquitted for murder because of in, in the U.S. because of cameras in the courtroom. And he, um, a lot of people say he was LBJ's hitman. Uh, some people say that. There's no proof on that, of <laughs> course. <laughs> but uh, when we met him, I thought. <laughs> He walked up to my mom and said, do you know who I am? And she goes, I know your name. Don't you, aren't you supposed to know where Hoffa's buried? And I thought, my God, you don't say stuff. <laughs> like that." Yeah. There were reporters all around. Well, Dad. <laughs> I thought, well, we're yeah. dead now, but no. Oh, he, wow. he just looked down and didn't even acknowledge that that was said. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my
0: god. But uh yeah, we've met wow. a lot of people involved with this and they're high up. Um uh, you know, tied yeah. in with LBJ. Wagner Carr, for example, the attorney general was uh on the Warren Commission. Part he was part of the Warren Commission for the, wow. you know the assassination of JFK, and it yeah. just keeps going.
3: So he's prone to lying. I couldn't hear you. I said he's prone to lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll saw? say it. Oh, I to the show in private mode. Sorry, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want
1: everybody
0: yeah. to hear. No, it. I think
3: it's just a comment. <laughs> like it's just a personal opinion oh. that the whole commission was full of it. But oh, anyways. No, I,
1: know. I know. Well,
3: I have some oh, advice yeah. for you. Lots of <laughs> rabbit holes there too. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I was asked to work. that. I'm like no. I have some advice for you. Your research, color coordinate, Teresa, what you think is spiritual, factual, color coordinate. Then set up a wall like the FBI.
0: That's how I do everything.
3: Okay, then you're good. String it along and you'll get your pieces, but don't second guess yourself when you're putting stuff up there. Thank you. Use post-it notes, color coordinate. And it'll help you. That's how I work cases, even as a medium. It'll help you clear your mind of fact and and what you assume or your intuition is telling you.
0: That, okay. That's exactly what I get. Butcher paper and a marker, and I put it on a poster board and I hang it right in front of my desk. So while I'm at the computer, it's in my face, and that's I mean all I wall, think about.
3: Then. I mean, a wall. Okay, a wall. A wall. Seriously, Death? have you ever read Homeland? Watch how she does her walls. Seriously, like okay. that. Okay. It's yeah. Make a big difference because things will pop up, and I'm seeing that there's things that have slipped your mind, and these things will come back to light when yes. you put this on the wall. And Teresa's okay. gonna be a big part of this organization.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because there uh-huh. are there is so much that it does. There's there's a oh. lot of things that do kind of slip oh, yeah. up. and then later we're like oh yeah we forgot that Mm
3: -hmm. yeah it happens it happens you know with crimes you do it with it's sad because you do it with crime scene photos and obviously you have to close off the rest of your house to your family but yeah like it 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 fits better there's a meticulous way there's a, a mythology to it and you've got it you just have a smaller version you need to expand it Okay. And uh, I think it'll really help both of you work together yeah. with that. Thank
2: you. That's
3: a, thanks oh, thanks for the My pleasure. I think Teresa is going to be a big part in this, um, especially Ooh. with the organizing of the thoughts.
0: Oh, yeah. She, yeah. I always have to, my mind, I, I am very you're impatient. You're,
3: you're, you're passionate because yeah. you're holding it all in. I'm like that too. That's why I'm yeah. say, I recognize it because that's how I am. Michelle calls yeah. me squirrel. Like, there's a you, reason. You hit yeah. the
0: nail on the head. I yeah. I hold it all in. You, you know, I don't go out in public, like, at the grocery store or even with friends talking about this. So, <laughs> so My granddaddy was it Jesse
4: in. James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, this yeah. is something that we have always – it's so weird. We We don't discuss it with, like, friends or
0: – And then, you know, when, when I do get a chance to talk about it, like on this podcast, I'm literally all over the place. It feels like I'm fighting to keep myself focused and stay on one part of it. And knowing full well, there are dozens of rabbit holes going off. It's like each topic of this has a dozen rabbit holes. And That's it always why reminds you need to of, do
3: that big wall. It it, it yeah. opens up all the rabbit holes, and eventually they keep going, and you keep adding. That's why you need the wall.
1: That's true. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, said, you. gosh, we're at the top of the hour, pretty much. So. <laughs>
4: <I'm ready. laughs> thank you. I know. I thank know. You.
1: Guys, it's always it's such a pleasure having you guys on. It really is. You guys are a lot of fun. Very informative. You know. Thanks for uh, having us on. Yes, thank thank you. you. Pleasure, pleasure. We'll do it again. I will be in touch. I will have dates and uh, we're booking into February. So it'll be a bit of a wait, but. um, It's worth it.
4: That will get that wall going.
3: (laughs) That will, that will, and don't share it with anyone. You don't want people's opinions except the two of you, unless they're people that work with you. Like it's not something that your friends come over and you share that wall because that will mess with you. But it oh, was great under That's Dorothy
1: just like writing a, a book. Yeah, and done. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't business. have the crime
3: scene photos, that freaks my family out.
2: Right.
3: <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> like, also Google like in the work.
3: office. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. When you
0: write a book, you don't want somebody reading the book you wrote—a friend, friend, or family—usually, just right. because their opinion's gonna mess. It's gonna mess your head up.
1: You know it well. With this <laughs> wall. you don't, it, don't you want opinion unless times. it's someone else. You have a
0: whole other book. So exactly. Unless exactly. there's
1: someone that's
3: working with you, it's exactly. not worth it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, guys, I will be in touch with you, and I will get yes, links over to you. And I thank you again thank you. for joining us. I tonight. hope one
4: day we can all meet all in person. I I would love that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that yeah, that'd be awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: I love you it. Never <laughs> you never
1: know. You never know.
3: This circle is getting bigger right, right
1: now. Would not that be nice? Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, everybody okay. goes. Come on <laughs> over here. Do a live show <laughs> I was going to say, here. wait okay. until,
3: wait until the election.
1: <laughs> <right>. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, after the election, things aren't crazy enough. But anyway, guys, thank you, and I will be in touch. We both. Thank of you. you, thank, thank you. you so thank much,
4: you so much. What thank you. It's pleasure. such an honor. Thank you. It's a great it's us. It's all all nice.
1: right. Me. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. you. Bye. Bye. Well, we have come to the end of another fantastic segment, Knights Templar stuff, very, very near and dear to us, that's for darn sure, and uh, in fact, so much so, <laughs> we're going to have some more of that, you know, next week, and you're very yes. welcome, so anyway, big thank you to Dan and Teresa Duke, uh, super, super informative, and such a compliment to have the Grand Master say. Yeah, you're really close. You got it closer than anybody else. That tells you that book is worth a really great read. So anyway, thank you to our special guests. Thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring the show. Thank you to Dr. Snick and to Steve McGinnis, also, who sponsor our show. We appreciate you all so very much. Okay, guys. Thank you all. It just wouldn't be the same without you guys either. You make it that much more fun. So, next week, we're going to be welcoming back Dennis Stone. For those of you who caught the first segment, he is the owner of America's Stonehenge. Yeah, like 100 acres worth of crazy monuments, just amazing. Um, he's going to be catching us up on this continued research and ongoing discoveries that are happening there. Might get into some astrological alignments, things like that. Just really, really great stuff. Also, The return of Kathleen Ann Ball, who will be discussing her book, A Grail Quest, Discovery of a Knight's Templar Cave in Brazil. So she had spoken about the first documentary she did, which is available on Gaia. And she's doing a sequel. And she's done a whole lot of research in between. And it's just pretty impressive stuff. So Mm -hmm. she is going to catch us up and she's going to, uh, you know, show us. We have some pictures, show and tell. We love that, don't we? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) anyway, all of you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. Please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever the case may be. And we thank you in advance for that. So we will see you guys next week. Good night.